You are now tuned in to Heat Check 101 with Ty Slatter. Brought to you by GTA Sports Network. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, GTA Sports. Make sure you follow GTA Sports Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow GTA Heat Check, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And make sure you check out GTASportsNet.com for all things in the world of sports. Hello, everyone. This is Ty Slater here. Welcome to GTA Heat Check One-on-One. This is Ty Slater, your host, and I have a very special guest with me today, somebody that I've been meaning to get on here a very long time, especially the last few weeks because he's been talking crazy about the coast. I'm going to let this man know what time it is. But Showtime Arnett, my man, how you feeling today, brother? Hey, how's it going, sir? Thank you for having me on your show. No, no problem. It was long overdue, man. We, you know, the pandemic, you know, we had, we had no sports for four months. Uh, it was, it was, it was long overdue. Uh, for those just tuning in, make sure you follow GTA Sports Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as GTA Heat Check on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, GTA Sports. And don't forget GTASports.com for all things in the world of sports. Man, I, I wanted to kick it off with the NBA, but because you got the coat hat on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta address the elephant in the room. So, Philip okay. Rivers, I told you about this. We, me and you talked about this during the pandemic when they picked them up for the 25 million for one season. I told you, I, I, I told you, I just knew he was going to underperform when it came to the big moment. Now, now, granted, now, granted, I did predict the eight and eight season, so he proved me wrong. And I, I can, I'm man enough to admit that he did prove me wrong. I, I said they was going to go eight and eight, they went 11 and five, they got mm-hmm. a wild card spot. I can respect that. But then again, because Phillip Rivers has been to the big stage before and underperformed, I mean, it's kind of more the same old same. I mean, we paid him $25 million to get you to round one. I mean, if you're going to pay a man $25 million and he's over the hill, in my opinion, then he needs to get me to the Super Bowl or at least the championship, at least. I totally agree. Um, I just think that, you know, when the game's on the line, you know, the, the, the heat of the, the, you know, the heat of the moment, you know, I was kind of upset, you know, but it was some plays Phillip Rivers made that was spectacular. And then it's sometimes, you know, when you look at that last drive of the ball game, when the coach needed to get in field goal range, you know, he still could not perform. And as you mentioned, um, as you previously uh, stated, you know, Phillip Rivers, uh, he underachieves when the lights are on. And that's kind of uh, an accurate statement at the, at that because when you most needed to count, when you most need the points to count, when you need to put your team in a position to make a to make a pivotal play, he did not allow us to do that, and so that's kind of where you know that was with that. But you know, I just want to congratulate the team on a hard fought game. But you know, hey, that Josh Allen man, he's he's a he's a mega star in the making. No question. Uh, Right now, we're dealing with a divisional matchup with the Bills and Ravens this weekend. That, uh, in most, in my opinion, it's going to be a, a dog fight because both both quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, are basically the same player as far as their style of play. Right. Um, of course, Josh Allen has to find digs. Um, of course, you know, you know, Lamar Jackson likes to run the ball more than pass the ball. He does have some people to pass. So you still got J.K. Dobbins. You still got Mark Ingram. You got you got a few wideouts. On the team. You still got Des Bryant. Hollywood Brown. Uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's going to be it's going to be a shootout. Um, I, I think my I had this is what I had on my board because I have so, a uh, board now right there, sir. So uh, I can't I can't see it. What, what, on my board, I had the uh, 
I had the Packers over the Rams. Mm-hmm. I had the Saints over the Bucks. Oh, we got to talk about that, but keep going, keep going, had, keep going. I had, the, I had the Chiefs over the Browns. Okay. And then I had the Ravens over the Bills. Ah. So as the, as, the, as the Elite Eight goes to the Final Four, and I'm going to tell you why I chose those. We, we, oh. we, we want to go with discrepancy on why I chose those. You about 50-50 on that one. I, oof. Oh, the mm. reason why I chose the Packers over the Rams. I, um, I agree with that one. I agree with that one. This is going to be a good matchup between cornerback Jalen Ramsey and wide receiver Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, as you know, led the league uh, in touchdowns. But right. not so far behind him was uh, was Diggs from Buffalo. But right. at you have to look at what the Rams are doing on defense with mm-hmm. those guys in the in the three four that they're playing. Now this okay. is what they did against Seattle. They put a lot of pressure on the inside of the gaps, and also they blitzed the outside so that Russell Wilson could not be able to scramble outside the pocket. And then if right. you put inside, that's where the linebackers are just waiting for Russell Wilson and. That's what the Rams did. They put multiple uh, 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 linemen and, and those and, and through different uh, um, defenses at him. But I'm just picking the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is having not only a great season, but he's proven to the doubters all year long that you cannot bet against the Packers, especially when it comes through Lambeau. Yeah, when it all goes through Lambeau, yeah, you 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 you're dealing with a monster. Um, I, I got to address one of those, though. I, I mean, I, now the Rams, of course, their defense carries the offense. We all know Jared Goff is not the greatest quarterback out there. Um, overpaid and overrated, to say the least, in my opinion. Um, but when I look at the matchup that you mentioned, that that, that matchup, I, I feel like the Packers got that on the wraps. So I'm not even worried about that one. I'm more concerned with – Yeah, I'll go with the Bucks, And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I, no disrespect to Drew Brees. Great career, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, my issue with Drew Brees is he's done a lot considering his size. Exactly. Um, so that's why he is a first ballot Hall of Famer for him being his stature and being able to pull off the number, the feats, and the accuracy that he has. Uh, mm-hmm. But when it comes to his health, uh, when it comes to his body at this point in his career, I don't feel like he has enough to get past Go Brady in the playoffs. I feel like he beat Brady twice in the regular season, so I'm not taking. He's, I mean, Brady's 0 and 2 right now. Right. But if you watch the set, not the first matchup. If you watch mm-hmm. the second matchup, because the first matchup, Brady, that was Brady's first, you know, first real, first official game. Still got to learn his teammates. Still got to learn the, the offense. Bruce Arians, you know, he, he still was learning everything, getting his feet wet, you know. So I don't count right. the first matchup. Okay. When you look at the second matchup. And you saw the level of frustration on Brady's face when he lost that game because it was a close game. It wasn't uh-huh. a blowout. You got to take into consideration Brady has that chip on his shoulder. He knows that everybody's comparing him and Drew Brees right now and that Drew Brees is on his, on his heels when it comes to numbers. Right? Right, exactly. I feel like with that energy and that Brady takes it up to the next level that most QBs cannot touch – in the post, you remember this. You're a Colts fan. So you remember all those years Peyton had to go to Foxborough in the snow and, and had to come back home empty-handed. And, and that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of where the – and that's kind of the difference is um, that's the reason why I didn't have the Ravens uh, uh, moving past the Kansas City after they beat um, Buffalo. To, yeah. Now, now, not to get away from the, the Bucks and Saints matchup, because I'm going to address that Ravens matchup you said, too, because you call Ravens over Bills. I'm going to address that, too. But when it comes to the Bucks and the Saints, 
being that the first game was a blowout because the Saints know each other, been playing together, chemistry mm-hmm. was on point. That was an easy win. The second one, Breeze had to pull out all the stops and almost lost the game. Let's not sleep on that. That was a close game. I just believe Brady's not going to go 0-3 against Drew Brees, especially when he knows that Drew Brees is at the end of his career. Drew Brees has a contract waiting for him at NBC Sports right now. Well, you can say that about both quarterbacks because both quarterbacks are, are, are counting. You have no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. They're on two different timelines, though. Brady has another year or two left. Breeze has already—it's already been reported. Schefter already reported it on ESPN. Breeze is pretty much done because when he when he injured his ribs and collapsed his lung, that was it. His family wants him to retire. He's he's at that point. Brady right. hasn't had knock, knock on wood. Brady hasn't yeah. had that type of injury yet. Okay. So that's why I'm saying Breeze is going to – this could be Breeze – this game could be Breeze's last game. I want you to just mentally prepare yourself for that. Well, I I just think and more in doubt, um, just looking at what has was transpired through the season, Uh um, you know, this NFL being, you know, with with the COVID issues and the health and safety, um, you know, players, you know, some players being able to play certain games and and some players missing because of that. I mean, you know, you had some players that set out, you know, um, trying to get rest for the playoffs. And uh-huh. so my thing is, even though this may be a Drew Brees, Tom Brady matchup, yeah. I think that it's going to be, just like I said, defense always wins championships. So the offense can score all day long, but is it going to be Tampa Bay's defense with, with um, Pierre Paul and those guys in, in, in the Saddam and the Sioux and right. those guys, or is it going to be Drew Brees, in, in, in the defense for the Saints, because it, even if you notice in the playoffs, the Saints defense against the run is always in the top five. If you notice that on the stats, they're, they're against the run defense, they're in the top five. But who's to say that the Saints uh, are going to just give up 100 or something yards, you know, to the running back Brooks, you know, or the, or the Fournette, you know? I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're going to give up that much yarders defensive wise, and they're playing at at the uh, you know in New Orleans. So I mean, you know, that's you know home field advantage plays a lot, but I guess you know when you have experience, you know, as in Tom Brady, you know, the goat, um, you can't take away anything about his leadership. I mean, Tom Brady has everything. You know, he has he's clutch. He's had so many game-winning drives, um, and just for him to come over and to lead Tampa Bay uh, to a playoff win within the last, you know, what, five, ten years? Yeah, um, been since the early 2000s, yeah. But you brought up a valid point, but then you missed the spot because I'm like, okay, you're talking about the run game when Brady has an abundance of riches on the wideouts. Are we talk- we're not talking about Mike Evans. We're not talking about Antonio Brown. We're not going to address that? Well, the thing about it is I'll let Antonio Brown get his money. Mike Evans, I'm not worried about him because, remember, he got hurt in the last game. Remember, he had an ankle problem. That's fair. That's fair. But you, he, you still- and, he didn't, and Mike Evans didn't return the rest of the game. Even though he played a little bit last week, you know, that – I mean, he made some – he made some, you know, some good plays. But Chris with Godwin? another <coughs> – No, Evans. No, no, I'm saying Chris – I'm saying uh, what about Chris – what's your defense response to Chris Godwin? I'm not worried about the receivers. We're just, we're just, if we stop the run game, 
See, the run game, if we stop the run game, then that's going to allow the defense to play, as we call it, a, 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 a fairy tale. And what fairy tale is, is now you see me, now you don't. So they're going to give you so many different disguises in that zone, or they might go cover, or they might go blitz. You don't know because of once they stop the run, then they're going to maybe add in a nickel package or maybe add in an extra linebacker or add in an extra safety. So then once you have that on the field, you don't know if they're trying to stop the run or they're keying up on Antonio Brown or Godwin or Evans. But I'm thinking they're just going to go straight one-on-one matchups unless Brady starts off hot and starts picking them you know, in the first, you know, in the first couple of plays or the first couple of possessions. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's probably going to be the, the, the most hardest game to call. Um, I, I, I just picked the Saints because it's Drew Brees last year. Like you said, it's his last go around. And I think that this will be a good matchup. But you was right the last time, but I'm sticking with my guns. Saints. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sticking I with appreciate my that. Um, well, with the Ravens going up uh, going up against their matchup, I, I feel like the the pressure of Lamar getting past the second round is, is going to be greater than the first round. Um, granted, he got past the first round finally, but I don't know if he has enough talent to, like you said, I don't know if he has enough talent to get past Patrick Mahomes once he gets to Kansas City, if he gets to Kansas City. Yeah, and see, and yeah, that's right, if he gets to Kansas City, because here's a big thing. You're going to be playing in Buffalo in – from what the weather in the snow in the snow yeah they're going it's going to be some snow and Lamar Jackson already quoted uh in in the cop in the press uh uh, interview uh two days ago that he's never played in I mean he's probably played in snow before but he hasn't played in snow in a big time game like not professionally no so you, you have to take into accountability of that and then you also have to to see how they're gonna you know how they're gonna do it they're gonna do more runs more passing because you know when it snows it's going to be hard for the receivers to to get out on the breaks and then for them to make their plants you know your tight ends are, are, are going to be the most vulnerable because if you can hit your tight ends in situations like this in the snow then that leads to the to the you know to the um to the flies and the fades you know over the top Okay. You know, so that's kind of what I'm thinking Buffalo is going to do because that's what Buffalo did to the Colts. You know, they kept running, running, packing it, short yarders, then boom, hit you with the play action and just in this in this lofted right over the zone. You know, and that's kind of what you know Buffalo did. You know, and you got to give props to Buffalo's offensive coordinator. You know, for one of those different schemes and in, in, in the play calling to give you know to put Josh Allen in the position for the Bills to win. Yeah, we can't sleep on Scott McDermott and what he's done in Buffalo. We can't sleep no, on that. No, we can't sir. sleep on that. And Stephon Diggs, in in most cases, was the missing piece they needed last year, and why they got they lost the first round. They needed that that special wide out that can make those, like you just said, make those big plays happen in the red zone. Right now, here's a question to you, and this is just kind of a this is just a question. Why do teams feel like that they have to get rid of their their star because they feel like that their star is 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 cramping their 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 team, but then you have someone like and we, and we could take two people prime example. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. But go ahead. Yes, the two people I'm talking about are both receivers. Uh-huh. One we just you just mentioned, uh, okay. uh, Stephon Diggs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's um, the other one? Uh, who? Who's the other one? Um, Stephon Diggs, and then um um, 
Oh man, brain freeze. Right what, what team? What team? What team? What team? Um, Stefan Diggs and um Hopkins from Houston. Oh, well, I, you, you know what? I can explain that real easy. Real easy. That, that's a that's an easy one. Before, that's arrogance on the owner part because he's a racist. Well, <laughs> if you've seen the reports lately with with what's going on with Deshaun Watson and, and his possibility of forcing his way out of Houston, um, it's clear as day that the owner as well as the former GM Bill O'Brien. Um, didn't have the team's best interest at heart. They they obviously had an issue. It, it was a personal issue. Uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, straight up, I'm going to tell you right now, that wasn't a – they didn't, not that they didn't like Stephon Diggs. They didn't want to pay him. It wasn't even a matter of, 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 a, of a color issue or, any or you know, a racist owner or prejudice, what have you. They just didn't want to pay the man. The man right, wanted a certain amount. His agent requested a certain amount. They said, hey, we can only do this much. And another team called and said, hey, we'll pay you. You're, we feel like you're worth it. We feel like you're the missing piece to get us to the next level. Come to Buffalo. We'll pay you. We'll take care of you. And Josh Allen working him in with open arms. As soon as the deal was done, like no sooner has the con- the ink hadn't even dried yet, Josh Allen was putting out praises on Stefan. He's like, I watched your game. I love your game. I, I can't wait to work with you. I look forward to making magic with you in Buffalo. Let's make it happen. You know, he was, he was excited. So I, I feel like it's all a matter of what the team is willing to – like the owner is willing to pay. Right. And – what they value you at versus what you know your worth is. You got to know your worth. Deshaun Hawkins knows his worth. I don't care what the situation is in Houston as far as the ownership goes. Deshaun, Mm -hmm. uh, DeAndre, I'm sorry, DeAndre knew his worth. Deshaun, unfortunately, is in a position where he came to a team that only needed one or two more pieces when he first got there. And he has the accuracy to be up there with the Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, so on and so forth, Josh Allen and what have you. So Deshaun could really win anywhere. But what I'm hearing is there are reports of Miami was in talks about getting Deshaun. Or, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, Deshaun, I almost said the other Deshaun. You have Miami. Miami, have- uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars could possibly trade their number one draft pick to Houston. The Jets, the Giants, the Bears, or the Colts. Those are the things. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right Don't Don't bring the reason why I said, can I just throw a little, a little faith? Don't bring no man. Look, I, I said, listen, you won't believe this. I said the same thing, and my man Antonio shut me down on it. He's like, now you know good and well the Colts, if they wasn't gonna give Jacoby Brissett a chance, what makes you think they're gonna give Deshaun Watson a chance? These this team is still running on Peyton Manning's playbook. Me and you talked about this in March. Man, March, yeah, they're still using the same playbook from seven years ago. And this is what and this is what I had a problem with. Um you know, me and my dad talked about this the other day about, okay. you know, T.Y. Hilton. If you if you if you if you watch some of the games, and I went on YouTube and watched a couple of the games, T.Y. Hilton is open thirty three percent of the time on the pass plays that he doesn't look his way. So when I started watching some of the tapes and watching T.Y. Hilton's routes, okay, Rivers doesn't even look his way. When you had a person like Andrew Luck that was looking for everybody, you know, it's not just a certain person you hit. You got to hit the receiver who's open. And if he's open, like they said, they did a thing, he's open 33% of the time. How do you not, how do you not see that? Or how do this, how does the office of coordinators, even the people from up top, how do they not see that? I mean, um, think about it. Every time he threw it to T.Y. against Buffalo, he only had, Three breakups because 
When he threw it to T.Y., he got doubled. By the time the ball got there, it was already a second man on him. So that was another thing. But when T.Y. broke broke away, and when he was open 33% of the time, he caught the ball against Buffalo. Your, that's your, your argument sounds similar to what Kirk Cousins was doing to Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. He was he was trying to give Adam Thielen the ball and targets more than Stephon. Stephon wasn't getting enough targets. Exactly. But then when Stephon would get the ball, he would – I mean, that was it was a red zone play. I mean, but here's the thing with that. If – with T.Y. Hilton, this situation is slightly different than Stephon Diggs. Yes, T.Y. might be open 30% of the time. Stats, stats may show you that. But what stats won't show you – is how many practices did Ty hit did T.Y. miss based on injury? Because he was injury most of the season. He right. wasn't so it's possible that Phillip was practicing with everybody else and didn't get enough practice in with T.Y. Hilton throughout the season due to due to you know injury. Yeah, I mean, and so then the COVID too. That COVID injury, that all that plays a part in it. So I can't you can't I understand the argument there, but you can't really blame it all on Phillip on that. Mainly mm-hmm. because if he's not there all the time, he can't be accustomed to that. Because in practice, you, you're gonna go out there on game day with what you practiced, and if he wasn't on the field practicing with you, and you see him out there now, it's like okay, that's not what we practiced. I'm gonna go with what I know, and if it just so happens that he's there and I can make a play with him, I'll do it at some point. But it's not gonna be my go-to because he wasn't right. there in practice. Right. You right. Hill's on his way out. I don't care. They they gonna let him go. I'm, I'm yeah, because. Well, I'm comfortable with the receivers that we have, and I'm comfortable that, you know, that Jonathan Taylor, that was a steal in the second round. Oh, I mean, yeah, no call. I mean, Man, if what? anybody did not pick up on that, I was so happy when we drafted him. And I yeah, mean, he slipped on him. And then his rookie year, he's already set records. I mean, he's already joined um, Edron James and Marshall Falk to have 1,000 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. Um, that's a franchise record. And – He's the um he's a rookie um his first year he averaged over twelve hundred yards his rookie year and over twelve touchdowns. All those so, stats sound beautiful, but your head coach already announced he wants Philip Rivers back one more time. So you know what I didn't I didn't really want you to say that on on the air, but we're going to excuse you for that comment, sir. Um, let's get on with the next game, sir. <laughs> the, next game, <laughs> the next game we're going to talk about um, is going to be Cleveland the Chiefs. Are you giving Cleveland a chance? Because a lot of people aren't giving Cleveland a chance. Just like Miles Garrett said, we're just the Browns. The Browns is the Browns. Well, Miles also said the Chiefs are a new challenge. So we got to go in there. We got to watch film. We got to practice. He didn't give us no clear, we're going to take them out. We're going to do this and that. He, he kept it real. He kept it humble and said, look, we we made it past the Steelers. Great work, team. Um we got to go in there and watch film and try to find new ways to win because obviously we're going up against a different animal that we haven't went up against before in this t- on this level. So we can't really say that the Browns are going to have the answers, but we also can't sit here and count them out either because it's, it's, it's very possible that Kevin Stefanski, who in my opinion is coach of the year, I don't give a damn. You got, you got to give him coach of the year. This man came from Minnesota who – this is the same guy. Let's give a quick backstory. This is the same guy that turned Kirk Cousins into a glorified backup, journeyman quarterback, into a premier deep playoff run just last – just a season ago. And look how bad they did without him this year. They didn't even make the playoffs. They missed the playoffs You're completely. talking about Kirk Cousins for the 
Are you talking about when he was playing with before he got when he was on Washington before he got traded to Minnesota? I'm right. saying I'm saying before. last season he, he was in Minnesota. He made a run with Kevin Stefanski as the offensive coordinator. This is Kevin Stefanski's first season as a coach, and he just turned the Browns into a threat. He turned the Browns into a a dark horse, if you will, well, because the team the team you know once you get a few egos. You know, out the way, and oh, team so you're gonna address? Out. Okay, so you gonna you gonna address the OBJ situation? Yeah. Okay, no, oh, okay, okay. okay. You yeah. you said his name. I'm just saying when you have no, 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 it's okay. No, it, call it what it is. I mean, OBJ. Listen, OBJ. I, I mean, know. I love him. I love his game, but when you have so many different egos, so many different receivers, so many different running backs, everybody has a standout name on Cleveland. Absolutely, from Mayfield to Jarvis Landry. To Kareem Hunt, to Jarvis yep. Landry, yep. to OBJ. Right. I mean, you have so many players that are like Terrell Owens, like they want the ball. Everybody on paper, wants the ball. Yeah, on paper. I mean, I'm telling you, on paper, the Cle- like the Cleveland Browns, what people what people forget, because this is it's they people want to say Cleveland Browns are good this year because of COVID. And I say, well, now that's not necessarily the case. What people forget because it's such a people are so used to the Browns being bad. Mm-hmm. The Browns actually were on a winning pace to go to the playoffs last season when they went to Pittsburgh and got to that fight, and Miles Garrett got suspended because of Mason Rudolph. Right, right. Exactly. That's when the team went down. The team went down when Miles Garrett got suspended for the rest of the season. The morale of the team went down. They ended up finishing six and ten. But you got to keep in mind, Baker has only been there three years, and in that first year, they went zero and sixteen. You went from 0-16 to 6-10. and 10. Do you understand how big of a leap that is? Right. With everything that – and they went through three or four head coaches in that same time frame. Baker's had four coaches in three years. You don't win championships switching coaches like that. No, sir. So, with did. Kevin Stefanski being a first-year head coach, taking he a team that was there. battered up when 6-10 and 10 the season before, now they're actually making noise. The man won coach of the year. He won a game without even being at the game. He couldn't exactly. even be at the game. And won. And, and see, that won. Well, see, that says a lot about what the pile of players feel about their head coach. Absolutely. Those players, those players bought into his system. Absolutely. They bought into his, his chemistry. You know, there's no, there's no I, there's no me, it's we, it's team, it's us against them. And so that's, that's what his model was. And, and when you have a model like that, you know, especially when you have a, a, a team that wants to win. You know, right. when you want to win as bad as Cleveland does, you know, you, you kind of want to change up different things to, to kind of see what you get. Because when you've been doing the same things for year after year after year after year, and you keep getting the same results, right. I mean, it's just like, you know, what do you do? I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, just with that, I mean, it's a lot of football to talk about because that was just the, after the Elite Eight. We haven't even We haven't even talked about, the final four, which is the Packers, Saints, Chiefs, and Ravens. So yeah. I mean, that in yeah. itself, we can we could do another show with that, or or talk about that as well. I mean, it just depends on how much time you have. Oh, we got time. We got time. Trying to find that place that defines your look? Check out Jay's classic cuts. Need a taper fade, more drip for your waves, or maybe a crispy lineup for your dreads and braids. One cut from John the Barber. How you feeling like the Godfather? Book your look with Jay today on the Cut app. Jay's Classic Cuts, located 1387 Shaylin Avenue, Suite E. It's Ty Slide with GTA Sports. Hello, everyone. It's Ty Slide with GTA Sports. It's 2021. It's a new year. 
time for some new gear. Usher in the new age your way, the new age elements. Giving you a reason to stop every season. New age elements sportswear, wear your story with pride. The vintage and modern vibes with the creatives in mind. Special collection coming soon, so stay tuned. NAElements.net, investing your best. You are now tuned in to Heat Check with Ty Slider and Antonio Turner. Right here on GTA Sports Network. Follow GTA Heat Check on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, GTA Sports Network. And check out GTASportsNet.com for all things basketball. Now, we mentioned the coach before the break. You didn't want to talk about the you didn't want to talk about the head coach wanting to re-sign Phillip, which I'm more than likely is gonna happen based on their history. Because he was the offensive coordinator, if you remember, back in San Diego. So him and Phillip, you know, have a history. Now, that doesn't mean that the Colts are, are not going to upgrade in other areas on the field, whether it be on defense, offense, even both sides of the field. You might even get a backup quarterback late in the you know, third, fourth round of the draft. You never know. You never know. But what I do know is this. Y'all went 11-5 and five this year. If y'all keep Phillip another year, I mean, it's looking like a 9-7. and seven. Y'all not going to have the same season next year. I don't see it. Well, Everybody else is getting better. The, the, the competition nobody, is, is upgrading. But nobody expected us to go eleven and five. So when you when you when you think about that, the naysayer said that we couldn't go eleven and five. So this is what I'm thinking. You bring Philip Rivers back. I know as much as I don't like this idea, but you bring Philip Rivers back in the same offense with the same players, and you give him more time to work and train with these guys because, as you know, he didn't have a lot of time to train with these guys. True. Get them on the same accordance like Peyton used to have with Marvin Harrison and in Reggie Wayne. Now, when you when you have that in rotation, and we need to to in the draft, uh, we're going to have to get another lineman to replace uh, Consa- uh, Anthony because you know he just retired. And um, right, you think with that, you know, we we still have you know two of the top linemen uh, in the game, and um, I just feel like just with that. You know, we'll be good. Our defense was uh, top five in, uh, you know, almost in every category, uh, second against the run, number one against the pass. Well, I should say number three against the pass. Um, just in defensive, defense efficiency, the uh, the Colts were number two. Um, and then takeaways, the Colts were also uh, number two. And I think uh, – I don't know if it was Kansas City or Pittsburgh who was number – no, I think it was either Kansas City or – I don't know if it might have been the Saints or somebody that had had the most um, um, before as a first in that. But anyway, make a long story short, um, next year, you know, we'll just see what next year brings us. We're going to make a smooth segue on that because you brought up a team that needs to be brought up. We, we haven't really talked about because, I mean, quite frankly, everybody still has them as a favorite to win it all this year. But I see some holes and chinks in their armor that could cost them before they even get to the big dance of Super Bowl. And, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we know what Patrick Mahomes can do. We know what to expect with Tyreek Hill. We know what to expect out of Travis Kelsey. Even Le'Veon Bell, if you want to, you know, talk about the run game, we can talk about it all day long. But here's what we don't talk about when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs that needs to be addressed before they get, you know, before they end up getting sent home early. Mm-hmm. And that's their defense. Their defense is trash. This team rides off the offense and what the offense can do. You know this. I know this. You know that the Colts, hypothetically, if the Colts had to go to Kansas City right now, 
we already know what to expect on the offensive side of the ball. Right. But when it comes to the defense, they have a lot of holes that need to be filled. And if a team can expose that, because they don't – I mean, I don't know where they rank right now on defending the run, but it ain't that good. Well, I'm checking now. It ain't, it ain't that good. They're not they're, – they're middle of the pack at best on defense overall. It, it, okay. The leaders – the passing leaders, um, you got – we're just talking about defense, right? We're talking about Kansas City defense and overall as far as, you know, level of competition. Okay, teams. Okay, we'll go to Kansas City. Okay, I'm on it right now. Kansas City right here. Okay, roster for stats. Okay. So when you go to stats, uh, that chart transaction stats. So how do you do teams? Let me see. What I'm seeing is just basically uh, it doesn't or should I go to I'm trying to go to oh, here we go. Team as player. Okay, here we go. Okay, so so total, so against the defense, here we go. Now we cooking with Crisco. This is the okay. So the defense, you 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 have to look at the as offense penalties, kicking, time of possession, rushing yards, passing touchdowns. Well, it, I mean, it says from what their opponents are averaging. Um, when you look at at net yards per game, um, we're talking about the Chiefs, right? Okay, right. the Chiefs are averaging. Net yards per game, they're averaging 300 yards per game, and they're only allowing 236. Okay, that's passing. Completions, they're only uh, – they have over 4,000-some completion net yards to their opponents, 3,779. So they have 4,854 net yards passing. So they have almost 1,200 to 1,300 yards more than the next team combined. So that just lets you know that their defense um, on fourth down, their defense efficiency is 13 and 20. So they shut teams down 13 out of 20 times when going forward on fourth down. On first down passing, um, Kansas City is only allowing um, 113 first downs rushing, and they only averaged 110. So they gave up more uh, first down rushing than their opponent. Um when you look at third down efficiency, um, they're 95 for 194 yards, and their opponent is 77 attempts for 188 yards. So if you kind of look at it, you have 77 attempts on 188 yards versus 95 attempts on 194 yards. So, I mean, when you look at it, the defense for Kansas City, I mean – you know, they're averaging 29 points a game. They're only allowing their opponents 22 points a game. So they're almost averaging a touchdown uh, more uh, than their opponents. Um, they have total points. They have 473 total points 
till the opponent is 360. Listen so that to how that sense. sounds. That mean that means it's it's just like okay, and a, a great comparison would be, and we're gonna talk about this uh, later on in the show. A comparison would be like the Brooklyn Nets right now with James Harden going to Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie. Oh, I got that on this page. I know, I know. We're not we're not talking about that yet, but I'm saying Kansas City is equivalent to the Brooklyn Nets when it comes to offensive output. You just said that they're basically scoring, averaging a touchdown more than their competition. That means they're allowing their competition to pretty much score the same amount of points, but they score just enough to win, meaning mm-hmm. one touchdown more to get over the hump. But that means the defense is allowing the same amount of points that the offense – so every time you score, they score. So you trade, right. you trade touchdowns, just like trading buckets. But you have to realize that total points, they their opponents only have out of – what, 15 games or 16 games in the regular season they played this year? Uh-huh. They've only allowed 360 points. And Kansas City has 473 points. So they have almost, they have 113, they have 113 points more than their opponents. That's based on, but that's based on what, what that stat is not telling you. That's based on strength of schedule. That's based on the competition. If you're playing against teams that are now on your level, then yeah, you're going to score more points than them. That's just overall. That's just the regular. No, I'm season. saying the yeah, numbers. That, 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 that's over the 15, 16 games in the season in the 17 right. week. That means uh-huh. you played against some teams that didn't score at all, hardly, and you just you blew them out. And then they had they had seven interceptions, but but their opponents, everybody else had 16. They had 24 sacks for 151 uh, uh, yards lost. Their opponents only had 189 sacks against them so but i mean when you, when you look at it it's it's that's, a, that's, that's an average defense what i'm saying is in the playoffs every team that's in the playoffs the higher you go going to the championship they elevate their game so that means you playing at that level and you're allowing 22 points on your opponent and you're getting 27 on average and you do that mm-hmm. in the playoffs you can lose that game one one wrong move one sack because patrick mahomes can be touched that's my I'll point be- so it's like if he gets sacked and you go and you have to turn the ball over, then that's your game right there. It could be a tied game. It can go into overtime. But but who did the Chiefs? The Chiefs are fourteen and two. So yeah. I think who did the Chiefs lose to? They lost the last. I think they lost the last. Patrick Mahomes didn't play week seventeen. He yeah, he had two weeks off. Home. So I'm saying he, they lost to um, who was that last game? They lost to Los Angeles, and then they lost to Las Vegas on yeah. Sunday, October 11th. Right. It was 40 to 32. Mm-hmm. Mahomes had 340 yards, and Kelsey had 108 yards. Right. So when you look at when you when you look at their season, I mean, Kelsey. Oh, look down a, there. Look at who they played. Look at look at some of those games. Look who they yeah, played. Listen, they, look, Houston. They started off with Houston. Trash. Charges, Baltimore, Trash. New England, and then Trash. when they played the Raiders, they lost against the Raiders. Uh-huh. They, beat, they beat Buffalo. Yeah. They beat Denver. They beat Trash. New York. They beat Trash. Carolina. Trash. They beat Vegas. Trash. Tampa Bay. Ooh. That was a good game that they that won tough. by three points. That was tough. That was a good game. They won by three points. And then they, then they, they beat Denver. Trash. They beat Miami. Mm-hmm. They beat Mediocre. New Orleans again by three. They beat New Orleans by three points. And they right. beat the Falcons by three points. Trash. Listen, the teams they played in the NFC, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Atlanta, 
who's in their division. Atlanta. But they only beat each of those teams by three points. That's my – well, here's the thing with Atlanta. Atlanta's the same problem. Atlanta's offense was good. You had Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. But here's the – and then you had Calvin Ridley. But here's the thing with that. Mm -hmm. Their defense is trash, garbage. But what, what I'm saying is you named teams that were bad this year. Texans, they went 4-12. and 12. Chargers, they, they, was, they was under 500. New York needs no explanation. Patriots missed the playoffs altogether. Like you named four teams off rip. Their first four to five weeks was easy. And now you now you understand why they scored more points overall throughout the season. They played against mediocre teams. You can get away with mediocre defense on a mediocre team. Right. That is that's crazy. that's where you get your stats from. That's that's how you come up with those kind of numbers on offense. Because you're playing against teams that didn't have no no chance. They played Denver twice. Drew, you telling me Drew Locke is, is in the same level, same class as Patrick Mahomes? Are you serious? You can't be serious. You can't be serious. <laughs> then you're talking about Sam Donald and old Joe Flacco in the in New York. Oh, come on, man. Really? Really? Yeah, you got the Jets, Buffalo. Stop. So just in that, I mean. Okay, so if you look at the AFC East, okay, okay, the court, the, the quarterback in that in that in that division is is we all know it's Josh Allen for Buffalo, right? Because right. the Dolphins had Tua, they had Tua, and they had, had Fitzpatrick, they had Fitzpatrick, and then and then the and then the Patriots had Cam Newton, and, and Cam else. Newton won himself after COVID. So we, I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even talking about Cam Newton. We ain't okay. talking about him today. I, and then the AFC North. You got three. You got four good quarterbacks in the AFC North. You got Lamar. Then you had the uh, the one from LSU, Joe Burrows. Just got he got, got he, he, yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, he that's hurt. it. I mean, he's a good quarterback. But he's, no, he's good. He's he's, I like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. Yeah, but he's not a proven quarterback like 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 Lamar right. or, or Baker Mayfield because we don't seen Baker Mayfield play last year and this year. And we don't, and we know what Big Ben can do in the AFC North. Right. But then you go to AFC South. Hell, Deshaun Watson. Because but see, Deshaun Watson. Okay, you can be a great quarterback if you ain't got no weapons. What a what good are you? You throwing the ball to yourself. If you don't have Will Fuller, you lost. You lost D Hop. Like you don't. And all you have is what Duke Johnson. Like really? Yeah. No. Will Fuller. What the hell was you thinking? He's a Notre Dame grad. Come on, man. You went to a Catholic school. You should know better than that. Oh, uh, if I'm if I'm Houston and and they're getting new people in the front office as we speak, if, if I'm Houston, I'll move Will Fuller and get more pieces for Will Fuller's contract. Yeah, move yeah, or, or move up because he's suspended. He's suspended through the, first, through the first week of next season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, move him. About. Let him let him yeah. go. Exactly. The Packers. The Packers almost picked. The, I don't know if you knew this or not. It was a real real quick story, but the Packers was gonna pick Will Fuller up at the trade deadline. But he didn't pass physicals because he had that he had the steroids in his system. They didn't say that, but that's why they passed on him. They the Packers wanted him. They was gonna put him up and put him up there with Devontae Adams on the opposite end of the wideout. I can't believe that the Washington made the playoffs. I can't I, I can chase young. I can. I mean, besides, I mean, but see how they made it though. The last well, game well, well, now then you, then you have the weakest division in the league. I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to have a five hundred to get in the playoffs in there. But then, if you're going to use that same analogy, explain to me how Chicago got to the playoffs, and it was eight eight. I mean, 
Nah, you don't have an explanation for that one. There's no, there's no reason for that. None. They shouldn't. The Dolphins should have got in, not Chicago. You know what? I think the Dolphins would have had a better chance because I, I, I like Fitzpatrick. I do too. I like him, man. I do too. The Golden Lion. I, hey, hey, man! Look, Fitzpatrick don't get enough respect in the league being a journeyman quarterback, but he found his home in Miami. I don't care what they tell you. Right, right. He found hey, a home. Let's now let's let's go to this let's go to this blockbuster trade. Let's talk about something that we both know that's 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 going to be relevancy to to. You don't want to hear what I got to say about that. You gonna you gonna think I'm crazy. You know what? You don't here's hear. the thing because we have another we have four super teams now. You got Name. the Clippers. You They're got the Clippers. Team. They're not a super team. Well, before the split, you got you got Kawhi and Paul George. That's that's what I call the super team. You got two supermans. The Clippers, hold on. The Clippers are five and zero when Kawhi and Paul George hit over twenty four points. You know what's funny? Okay. They had that same stat last year. They said, well, when when everybody plays together, they they go like twelve and two or something crazy like that last year. Okay, that's fine. But when you have load management, when you have COVID playing playing factor this year that that didn't wasn't a factor last year, right? You you got you got to take that into consideration. It, it's 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 one of those things where the the team has to they need a point guard. I'm gonna say it right now. They need a point guard bad. Oh, they need a point guard. They really should have got Chris Paul before he went to Phoenix. Just being honest with you. Well, I don't think Chris Paul wanted to go back to the Clippers. I knew he wasn't. I'm I'm not a Chris Paul level type of point guard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Not necessarily the guy that used to be there. Like I'm trying you need to figure to... out why Lance ain't got no contract. Oh, Lance Stevenson? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, reports say to him and Michael Beasley didn't get drafted in the G League on Monday when they had the G League draft, but how 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 does a person like Lance don't does not get a contract or nothing? Uh some of it might be reputation. Uh, some of it might be politics, obviously. I mean, you, when you look at it, Michael Beasley. Michael politics, Beasley's a, Michael, Michael, well, well, okay, well, if we're talking about politics, this is the same league that had Carmelo Anthony sitting out for a whole season and a half saying he wasn't good enough anymore. And look Thank at him you. now. Right. So if, if they can do that to a Hall of Famer, because we all know Carmelo's a Hall of Famer. I don't care what they tell you. What he did in Syracuse, in Denver, and then New York, the man has a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, I've been with following no champ- With no championships in the NBA, by the way. None. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mellow follower. I've been following mellow ever since the Syracuse days when he won. So you, so you know, he's a Hall of Famer, no question. Yeah, yeah. I just think that when you have when you have some of the top media people giving that feedback, they're the ones that started, and then it starts spreading like a virus. And then when yeah. it comes back, there. See, this is the thing. They, the people, the media who are critiquing the athletes are the naysayers. So when they say the naysayers. It's you. You're talking about yourself. Because you're the one. We are the ones that are doubting them, talking about, well, we don't think they can do this. We don't think, well, it just looks, it's, it looks like he's underachieving this and that. But then when he overachieves, it's like, oh, he's played a good game. He's put in the hard work. Then we change it up. So it's like the media that has a lot to do with it, man. Um. Well, okay. If that's the case, we're going to blame it solely on the media and not on the players and not give hold any accountability on the players. What what okay, Lance went to Charlotte after he left the Pacers the first time, got a big check and underperformed. That's not us saying that. You can pull up the stats and pull that up. That's proof. 
He went. He got a big check. He didn't perform. He got released, and he started moving around from team to team. Came back to the Pacers again. Then eventually went to the Lakers. But you got to keep that in mind. It, nobody's going to want to pay a hot top dollar if you're underperforming. Well, he doesn't have to get paid top dollar as long as he has a contract. You know. Well, I mean, depends, if well, see, like that, you, you can, can say you can if, say if that, but you're like not his agent, give, though. Right, but if a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers can give Yogi Farrell a 10-day contract, I'm sure Lance Stevenson can get a 10-day contract somewhere in the league. Come on, I'm now. surprised. Well, that that's a, I'm glad you brought up Yogi. His situation, it baffles me. I understand he's kind of undersized for his position, but what kind of gets me about his deal is he had a solid home in Sacramento. I don't know why they didn't keep him. Well, I'm thinking like what you said, the money. Because I think I looked at his contract and I think he was like he wasn't getting a lot, but I think he was like up in the like the eight or nine or ten million. And I think okay. just for the contract that he had and the length that he had, I, I don't think he performed to the to the contract that he signed. Okay. And I think that he makes was sense. released by that. That because makes sense. Like you said, he wasn't, you know, he was hooping in Sacramento, but then that's when they brought that's when they drafted Buddy. Remember? Yeah. Well, they didn't draft him, they 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 traded for him. Yeah, they traded for him. And then once they got Buddy and that other guard from um, um, um from Sacramento, they they let him go. Because matter of fact, the guard from Sacramento last night was was hooping, but they they got beat um by the. You talking about uh? You talking about the rookie Halliburton? That's the one they um, not him. The one they let go to get him. The one they let go. The guard that's playing. Uh, he's he, oh man, I can't think of his name. He comes off the bench for the for the Kings. But he's one of the other guards that, since Yogi's been gone, he's been playing a lot. But they lost last night to the Kings. And uh, as you know, Dame Dollar had 40 points in the Blazers' victory. CJ had 28 points and 10 assists. And also the Blazers. Not to get too far away from what you wanted. You wanted to address the uh, the uh, Bob Bluster trade that happened on my birthday. Greatest birthday gift they could have gave me. Greatest birthday gift. Because I, I, I like Houston. I like John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins. And I did not like James Harden messing up the chemistry down in Houston. We all knew he wanted to leave. He came into training camp 20 pounds overweight. He looked out of shape, slower than usual. He didn't. He obviously went to the club, didn't have a mask on, and knew he was going to get caught, knew the camera was on, missed multiple games because of it. And when he came back, he, he was a shell of himself. When you go and win scoring titles for averaging 35 to 40 points a game, multiple seasons, including your MVP season, and you come out swinging your first few games back, hitting about 20, 16 points a game. That's that may sound normal. Like for us, that's a bucket. But for him, that's that's 50%. That's not what you that's not what we pay you for. Right. You're getting max dollars here. And you're giving us 50%. You're not even going 100 percent And we know you're not going as far as you can. We've seen you. They put you up there in that audacity. To put this man up there in the Michael Jordan conversation of scoring, I didn't say that. Look, look, don't, hey, look, look, I didn't say that. Hey. ESPN said it. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay, my whole thing is this: we know, we see who you are. You expose who you are you, with the CP3 situation. You really said you really exposed yourself with the Dwight Howard situation, but we we let that one slide because Dwight was a shell of himself after that back surgery. He wasn't one hundred percent. We let that slide. But what you did with CP3 was disrespectful. Yeah. Then you brought in Westbrook, and he, your best friend, mind you, and he couldn't even stay one season. 
he's like, look, I don't like how things are being ran out here. I don't. Harden comes in late to practice. He wants to do his own thing. Russell likes structure. He may I, play I think, crazy on the court, but he. But when it comes to film time, film time, when it comes to practice, he likes structure. He likes to be on time, militant, if you will. And James was the complete opposite of that. It's just like when you like you know the old saying when you go to college, they say don't roommate with your best friend from high school. Mm-hmm. Because you, when you start living with them and seeing their daily habits that you don't see as the best friend, because you didn't live with them, you went to school with them, you hoop with them, you, you play football with them. But when you live with them and you start seeing their negative habits, y'all might not be best friends by the end of that semester or the end of that school year. And that's what happened with James and Rush. Rush was like, I got to get up out of here. Like, he, he my man, but off the court, we cool, we good. But on court, I can't deal with this man. Too yeah, much. But, do you think, but do you think James Harden going to Brooklyn is going to solve Brooklyn's issue? Nope. Because nope. Now that you have James Harden and Kevin Durant, nope. you know, nope. then you got Kyrie. Nope. Then you got Kyrie. What's going I'm gonna, on with Kyrie? What, what's I'm going to tell, tell you what's going on with Kyrie. Kyrie, naturally, and, and what people don't want to talk about anymore because it's an old storyline, Kyrie is spoiled. Because he won a championship with LeBron. He feels entitled. He went to Boston. Instead of going in there and treating Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown as his peers, man, he disrespected him and said, y'all need to listen to me. I got the championship. You don't. And mind you, this is after they went game seven with LeBron in 2018 and was literally a quarter away from the finals in Jason Tatum's rookie season. Jason hadn't even went blew up yet. He was exactly. a rookie. Exactly. So they did that without Kyrie. So when Kyrie came back and Gordon Hayward came back, the chemistry got ruined because he came in with an ego. I'm like LeBron. I need you to follow my lead. This is my team. When they looked at him like, we went, we went farther without you. When you came back, we got smacked in the second round. Yeah, second round, exactly. So... What are you saying? We got farther without you. You slowed us down. So Kyrie's issue comes back to if he had never won the chip in 2016, he wouldn't have the ego he has right now. He has an well, ego think, because of LeBron. Well, LeBron gave him a championship that he didn't deserve. He wasn't ready for it. You know how young he was when he got there? Kyrie's only 28. He's my age. He's young. That's why that's why Charles Barkley uh, is always instigating with Shaq about how he won a championship. Talking about Kobe carried you, Dwayne Wade carried you. He was like, you've been carrying the championships your whole life. But at the same time, you can't say that Shaq's a dominant. Man, Shaq was dominant. You look, if you go and pull up a Shaquille O'Neal video and you watch what he did, I mean, they they had to implement as you they had know, to make the, rules to slow him down. They had to make the hacker Shaq because. Because every time he got the ball, he was just overpowering boys. And then they tried to call an offensive foul, but it's just he's just he was just big. Yeah. But see, um, it's like the NBA is just too soft now. Man. It is. NBA but here's not here, let's not get too far away from the Brooklyn situation. We got to address the elephant in the room in Brooklyn. And it's not Kyrie Irving, surprisingly. I mean, you would think that'd be the elephant in the room, but everybody knows Kyrie's a little loopy. But we already knew that. So here's the issue that Brooklyn has right now. Yes, you got James Harden. You have Kevin Durant. You got Kyrie if he decides to play when he feels like playing. But here's the thing with that. Where's your defense? 
Spencer Dinwiddie tore his ACL. That was your top defender. You just sent Karis LeVert to Houston, who sent him to Indiana, which looks beautiful on the Pacers roster right now. But we'll get to that in a second. Brooklyn has no defense at all. And that's going to be their downfall. Even if even, this is a, a the best case scenario for them. They make it out the East. But they lose to the Lakers because they can't defend. Uh, you know what? That's the I'm best case thinking, scenario. I'm thinking that, you know, I'm thinking that once Kyrie gets his mind, you know, get his mind right, you know, gets back in the game. When? You know, when What's it going to take? When you got two scores, when you got two legitimate scores like James Harden and Kevin Durant, it's like, man, he's going to get them more involved in the game. And I think if he gets them involved, you know, that's going to just allow him to just, you know, be himself, you know. And I just think that's going to, you know, they're going to end up playing Boston in the finals because I think Boston's going to knock Philly out. And then um, Miami, um, I don't know, because Miami's one of them teams that you can't underestimate because they got Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, he's a, he's a proven Ironman that he shows up, you know, when it's necessary. I mean, it just it just depends. I don't I don't know if the elephant in the room is is really Kyrie. I don't I just think that his distractions are or or not what the team needs right now. But then when you trade Jared Allen, like another like, top defender, like you had him and De- you had him playing, and you had DeAndre coming off the bench or however you had him. Playing. No, actually, they had that that was a mistake. I'm glad you brought that up. The, another mistake they were making on the coaching side. One second. I'm back. <clears throat> My dog clearly needs some attention today. But when it comes down to it, the, the problem they had, they had DeAndre Jordan starting on the roster instead of Jared Allen. I don't understand that, but I know why. DeAndre Jordan is best friends with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the reason Kyrie Irving is in Brooklyn. The team said, we want Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said, you want me, you got to bring my man Kyrie. And you got to get DeAndre out of the New York Knicks. So all the moves that you see is KD being being the GM for Le, like LeBron, like on the LeBron. But DeAndre level. never played for New York. Remember, he just was there, and he just he just he never. I mean, he was with New York, but he just did one of those. What was a sign? What what is that called? What is that option called where he doesn't go? He just he just waited till the deal went through, and then he reported to the team after the deal was finalized. Uh, kind of like a well, it's kind of like a signing trade, but like, yeah, I don't know like what the terms are, but it's something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think everybody they're not, they're not winning. That, they're not winning no championships in Brooklyn. I, I can say that now. Like I, I've, I've, I've yeah, been saying this winning. ever since. They're not winning. There's no yeah, way. Exactly, because because LeBron is, is is the man, and and then on top of that, you know. But what about Karis Levert? Karis Levert going to the Pacers. Everybody's saying he's going he's gonna eat now. And I'm thinking that that's gonna really help us because he's six six. He's taller than Victor Oladipo. And he's and he's a little bit longer. But my thing is I like Victor because Victor's smooth. Trying to find that place that defines your look? 
Check out Jay's classic cuts. Need a taper fade, more drip for your waves, or maybe a crispy lineup for your dreads and braids. One cut from John the Barber, how you feeling like the Godfather? Book your look with Jay today on the Cut app. Jay's Classic Cuts, located 1387 Shaylin Avenue, Suite E. It's Todd Slide with GTA Sports. Hello everyone, it's Todd Slide with GTA Sports. It's 2021, it's a new year, time for some new gear. Usher in the new age, your way, the new age elements, giving you a reason Stop every season. New Age Element Sportswear. Wear your story with pride. The vintage and modern vibes with the creatives in mind. Special collection coming soon, so stay tuned. NAElements.net. Invest in your best. You are now tuned in to Heat Check with Ty Slider and Antonio Turner. Right here on GTA Sports Network. Follow GTA Heat Check on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. GTA Sports Network and check out gtasportsnet.com for all things basketball. Victor Oladipo was on an expiring contract. Yeah, we know that. Plus, plus, did you hear? I already know you heard what happened in the bubble last year. Yeah, yeah. I what? That's crazy. Well, I heard. I I I heard what was reported. Now, whether now he didn't own up to it, so I can't. I can't sit here and say Oladipo was over here asking, "Hey, can I be on this team? Hey, can I be on this team? Hey, can I come play with y'all?" Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't confirm it. I know what was reported. It was reported that he went to every team they played against and said, "Can I come play with y'all?" Um, and that's what it was because when you have a little birdie that that talks and it gets back to the organization, you right. know that's how they found out. Because how somebody from Indiana going to find out that you wanted to play in Miami or you wanted to play in OKC or not OKC? or you wanted to go to Boston. But they said he wanted to go to Miami. Miami was his choice he wanted to go with. And, and then after they made that accusation, he was seen taking a picture with the dude in Miami, um, um, the rapper, the, the uh, big-time rapper to be doing the videos, to be like, um, be like um, another one, him. Uh, DJ Khaled? Yeah. As soon as he made that statement, like a, two days later, him and DJ Khaled was taking a picture in Miami. Well, here's here's the thing with Old Depot, and I, I can't look too much into that because Old Depot has a mansion in Miami. He, he has a home in Miami. So we got so I can't really look at the 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 pic the the, the, the you know the photo op as oh, well. I want to go to play in Miami. Just, he wanted well, to go home. Just, he lives in Miami. He don't live in Indiana. He lives in Miami. Well, I knew that he was living on the north side because of, you know, me following him. And then, like, you know, I was following him. Yeah, but, but he never got rid of his home I never knew. I, never, I didn't know he had a uh, – well, here's the thing why I said Miami. Because after the game, when he went up and was talking to the Jimmy Butler and Bam, um, that, that's what he was covering his mouth up. And then that's where they were like – because if you looked at Jimmy Butler, he kind of looked – like left or right, like what did he just say? But then he kind of shook it off, like like that, like what you just did. He kind of made that kind of expression, and then he just went on about it. But that's where it came out of. But I didn't. But then, like I think, like you said, that might have been true too. He wanted to play in Miami, wanted to come home. But really, from what the 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 papers were saying, that he wanted to play for a bigger market. That Indiana just wasn't the market. 
you know, and then plus two, um, the Indiana doesn't want to bring anybody here to win. And not only he hasn't, he's not only the one that said that, but David West has said that. Paul George, Paul George said that. Paul George said that. George Hill has said that. And, and Teague has said that. So when you got people saying that, and then when I talk to Andre, I'm going to talk to Andre Owens because I know Andre. I'm good friends with Andre Owens, and he played for the Pacers. And I'm, I'm going to talk to him about how how is their franchise. I mean, it's proven. It's documented. You, I mean, you can go to Andre. You know, shout out to Andre for that. Juke, mm-hmm. it's documented. Larry Bird does not want to spend any – Larry Bird and Kevin Pritchard do not want to spend any money to bring anybody there. Because the report, if you watch the episode of All the Smoke where Paul George was talking to Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, he confirmed what we already knew years ago that Anthony Davis wanted to come here. That's that's the big man we were supposed to get, but we didn't we didn't want to pay him. And they that was pay the team, him. hold on. That was the team when we had George Hill, Paul George, David West, Roy Hilbert, and and um and uh, uh, somebody else, and Lance Stevens. Yep. Man, if we would have had AD then, oh, my God. AD, AD from that, Chicago. But I think the Pacers, after the brawl, and the team that we had with Jermaine O'Neal, Stephen Jackson, Ron Artez, Jamal Tinsley, they didn't want to bring a nucleus like that again. They didn't want to bring players like that that had that that attitude like that. Right. Like Stephen Jackson said, that dog you know, they wanted they wanted schoolboy players and backyard players. But I know every team has to have, you know, rules and you have to do within your organization tell you. But at the same time, you, you just gotta be a man and, and do what's right. You know, just like just like Stephen A. Smith said today on, on the show about Kyrie Irving now, you know, you you having all these issues, but when it's time to get that check, you got your hand out. You ain't gonna walk away from no $33 million next year or this year leaving in uh, Brooklyn Nets. He'd be he'll be he would be not in his right logical mind to quit and retire and leave thirty some million dollars on the table. He said, We said, what man, what man would do that? That that would be outrageous. You can't even feed your family now. I mean, um, I, if I'm the Nets when he comes back. I would move him for 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 a bench because right now they don't have any depth on a bet on a bench right now. This 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 season is just this, you know, Kobe took you know last year you know this would be a year coming up Kobe has died and you know Kobe meant a lot to the league and the structure of what he was doing and what he was going to do outside of the league. You know, you have so many players that. Their games has evolved, stepped up from Luca to Trey Young to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Gordon Haywood. His 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 uh, game with Charlotte has rejuvenated now that Lamelo's there. And it's like at first you draft Lamelo, the first couple of games the coach had him on the bench, and I'm thinking like, how do you have Lamelo only coming in playing ten minutes a game? Then a ESPN uh, writer uh, quoted, he said. Why would a GM like Michael Jordan draft a mellow ball second round and he's your franchise player to sit him on the bench? And then after that article was published, two games later, that's when Lamelo started getting more playing time. And now look at what he's doing now. He's playing, he's getting almost 20-something minutes a game now. So it's just like, you know, 
I don't know, but I didn't tell you my, my super team. So my super team was the Clippers with Paul George and, and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. My second team was was now that, that Victor's with Houston. You got John Wall, Victor, and and Cousins. That's three. Christian Wood. Lakers, don't forget about him. You, yeah, Christian Wood. Then you got the Lakers. You can't forget about their super team. Okay. Then you got – I think Minnesota's got a super team. I no. like D'Angelo. What? No. Switch out. You was you was on point. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a better team than them. I'm gonna give you better. Te- you ready? Hold on. I got one for you. The Hawks. Atlanta. Over what I just said. Over Minnesota. Go go look at it. You know what? Let me just pull up for you right now. You got Carl Anthony Towns. You got Cat Daddy. You got what? Carl Anthony Town. What do you mean? Who? The double double machine. The one to be the one to be blocking Joel Embiid shot and giving Joel Embiid hell every time the they same play. one that Jimmy Butler said was soft and I can't play with these guys no more. Yeah, okay, cat daddy. Yeah, all right, but keep going. Next. Oh, you done made me knock down my smirk. Man, you better pull up the Atlanta Hawks roster and put some respect on ATL, man. What you talking about? Oh, man, put some respect on them. Let me see. Pull up their roster and tell me they're not a super team. Don't you dare disrespect Atlanta like that. they going to the playoffs this year. I don't care what they tell you. Don't let the media fool you. Let me see what this roster got. Okay. Yeah, I like John Collins and I like Clinton. Keep going. And they got Brandon Godwin. They got Solomon Hill, DeAndre Hunter. And they got Trey Young. He's going to skip over Rajon Rondo and Dallanil Gallinari like that? What's wrong with you? Roger, yeah, and Bob and Bradanovich, man, stop it! They got a team full of snipers. You playing? So, you playing? So you gonna put you gonna put in Minnesota over that? You gonna put Minnesota over that for real? You wilding? You yeah, wilding? They not winning nothing this I'm year in the at West. Contracts too. I'm looking at their contracts. You paying? You paying Tony Snell more than you're paying Trey Young, and Trey Young is your future. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tony Snell is on an expiring contract. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's got he's getting 12 mil. 12 mil a year. They only they only got he's Tra- getting 12 mil. Trey, got, Trey's still on a rookie contract. What do you mean they're still paying it? Trey's on a rookie contract still. Okay. You got Cam. Oh, okay. So basically you're telling me that. This team right here would be. Let me go to Minnesota because you just. You just it would shoot the lights out of Minnesota. Why are you playing? Like, come on, man, stop it. You was on point till you said Minnesota. Ah, uh, I'm not letting that one. I'm, no, I'm gonna tell you why. So as I, I go to the roster, so as I get to the roster, I'm gonna tell you why Minnesota. I can't do that. I'm gonna pull that roster up right now. It's okay. not compare. I can't. Now, I can't. Then you slept on the Phoenix Suns too. Oh man, you got you tripping. You got the new guy. You got the new goal. You got the new guy, Anthony Edwards. Okay, I like him. He nice. Okay, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia product. You got D'Angelo Russell. Nice cold when he want to be. You got Car Anthony Towns. Okay. Okay. Then you got. Then you got the. Then you got the assassin. Which one? You got Jared Culver from Texas okay. Tech. Okay. You got Malik Beasley. He's all right. He's cool. Malik Beasley can't stay out of trouble. And he dating uh, Scotty Pippen ex-wife, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, he, he, he can't know. stay out of trouble. They roster's all right. You got Ricky Rubio. So, I don't know. That's that's a, that's. I, I'm still 
I wanted to say Memphis, but Minnesota came out. Memphis, John Morant's hurt, so he'll be out for a minute. But here's here's my thing with uh, Minnesota. Honestly, what was was holding y'all back is the owners cheat. We all know this. He don't want to spend no money. And y'all coach is garbage. Y'all need a better coach. And Minnesota's in the West. See, if Minnesota was an East Coast team, then you might have a better argument. If Cat was in the East and he had to face Joel four times a year, he'd probably be better. He probably would look a lot better on the optics. But because he's out West and you got to go up against Portland, you got to go up against Phoenix, L.A.'s, you know, monster teams. You got Houston. You got all that. You even got New Orleans. Don't sleep on Zion. So it's like you, you got all these other teams, Denver, Utah. Um, I love Denver because, you know, my dude played for Denver, Gary Harris. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gary, no question. But here's my thing, here's my thing with Denver. Denver is about to go through a shift because they're not going to be as good as they were the last couple of years. They're about to fall a couple spots because – Mike Malone lost the locker room last season. Little do people know. It's, it's really It hasn't been, like, widely reported. But Mike mm-hmm. Malone lost the locker room last year. When MPJ went out in public and said – Michael Porter Jr. went out there and said, I'm not getting enough touches in public, that's a clear indicator that the coach does not have the respect of the locker room. You got all that talent, but you don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. So Denver's going to take a fall. I can tell by some of the games they're playing. Until they, they're going to have to move some of them pieces. It's, it's, it, there is such thing as having too much talent on one team. And Denver is suffering from that right now. So don't be surprised if your boy Gary Harris gets traded. Don't be surprised. Based on his numbers, he, he's not as impactful on the offense as he probably was two years ago. Let me see. Let me go to Denver. And he's been injured, too. He hasn't been the healthiest either. And he's got a big contract. Mm-hmm. So he they're gonna move him. Yeah, see how you see how your face turned? You saw that you saw the money. You like, oh yeah, they about to move him. Yeah, he's getting 19 million. Oh yeah, they about to move him. He's getting Don't. 19 million. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Nikolai Jokic is getting 29 mil. They're, well, they're, that's the franchise. That's the franchise. You you you're not moving him. Jamal Murray's getting 27 mil. He he might get moved because him and Jokic can't play together. It's, it's, it's showing that their chemistry is not that good. And everybody else is getting peanuts. Yep. The Will Barton, hold on, you got three people getting money. You got yep, yep. Jamal Murray, 27, yep. Nikolai Jokic, he's getting 29, Gary Harris, 19, and then you got Will Barton getting 13. That's four players that's getting over 10 million. And watch is. and watch two or three of those players get moved at the trade deadline or in the offseason. Watch. Yeah, because of their and then everybody else is getting a million, three million. Wow. You see the drop off? So you got somebody like you got somebody like Monty Morris, the point guard from Monty Iowa Morris, State. Yeah. He's getting a million. And then yep. you look at Jamal Murray, he's getting 27. Yep. That's like you be in practice, you'd be like, I'm sitting next to a $27 million nigga. That is crazy. But then they don't have uh, – I like that Howard dude, Marcus Howard from Marquette. He ain't even played yet, but uh, the rookie. Mm-hmm. Remember from Marquette that was shooting up, shooting the lights out last year? Yeah. He's on that roster, but he ain't he, – he's not – I don't know if he's playing or not. No, he's not playing. They got too many players. He a guard, ain't he? Bobo. Yeah, he's a guard. Yeah. I want to see – I want to see Bobo go up against Taco Falls. That's what I want to see. You got two players that are injury prone going up against each other. That's not a sight to see. That's why they don't play that much. 
They both injury prone. It, it says right here about Michael Jordan. Michael, uh, he's got the coronavirus. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, uh, MPJ. Yeah, he's got the and he's absent. And then it says uh, Bruce Brown made a contribution in starting the absence of Kyrie. So he must be he must be cool. They were saying it was somebody that's 160 pounds that's in the league that's only 19 years old. He plays for, I think, Miami. He came in yesterday. I was looking at him. Hmm. 160 pounds. Okay. Well, that's it. I don't know. I, I just think that. Each team in that trade, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it with this. Uh-huh. Um, Cleveland, I don't know. You know, you know they're getting, you know, Jared Allen. You know, Houston's getting, you know, Dante Exlon, and they're getting Victor. They're getting another player. They're getting uh, Crooks from uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, and it's like, you know. Who's going to benefit? Brooklyn, Houston. Houston won the trade. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna for you right now. They got four. I think it was four first round picks from Brooklyn. One from Milwaukee, and then they got four or five pick swaps from Brooklyn too. And they got four with with, they got four players. Right. So Houston won. Houston won. Yeah, they did twelve things. They did. They was they did a twelve and one. Or three or nine in one. Then they sent Karis Avert. As soon as he got to Houston, he didn't even unpack his badge. Sent him to Indiana and got Oladipo. So I mean, yeah, that's a win. Because the thing is, if Oladipo, let's say under, let's say Oladipo underperforms in Houston, I hope he doesn't because I like Oladipo. I do. Too. I like Oladipo. But let's say he don't perform well. His contract expires in the offseason. They can move him. Or if he don't perform well, take it a step further. If he don't perform well between now and the trade deadline, you can move him. For some pieces, instead of him walking for free, guess where he gonna go next year? Let's see. If, let's see if he gonna... <laughs> <laughs> right, he gonna find his way to L.A. Why? Yeah. He gonna end up either yeah. with the Clippers or Lakers. Why? It's coming. You I know, know he's gonna You know he wants to play with LeBron to win the chip, bro. Because mm-hmm. here's it's my coming. thing: people be acting like they don't want to play, but just like people say, man. You know, hey, you can play with the best and get a chip. I mean, if you can't beat them, hey, look, look, can't beat them, join them. Look, everybody on New Orleans when Chris Paul played got a ring, but him. JJ Reddick got a ring. No, no, not JJ Reddick. Um, 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 David West got a ring because remember he played with Charlotte with Chris Paul, and yeah. then it was two, and it was two more other people that played with. Uh, I think Tyson Chandler was down there back in. The, uh, he got a ring. Yep, and then it was one more person. Um, uh, it was a guard, and I'm and it was and I, and I wanted to say JJ Reddy, but it wasn't JJ. It Reddy. wasn't JJ. Nah, you almost JJ almost got one. JJ was on the uh, Sixers when they uh when Kawhi hit that lucky bounce in 2019. So JJ almost would have got one with Philly that year because Philly would have won that year against yeah, the banged so up Warriors. Chris Paul ain't got no ring. Yeah, that's it's crazy, it's, ain't it? They, they was talking about Vince Carter too. Like, has Vince Carter ever played in a playoff game? Yeah, he lost. He played when he was with New Jersey Nets, though, right? Yeah, they they went to the final. Yeah, he went to the finals a couple times. 
but they lost. They had Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin and, and yeah. Kittles. Then he also went to Dallas the year after they won in 2011, too. That's when they had Jason Terry and uh and uh and uh Jamal and Tyson Chandler down there too. Tyson Chandler was down there. That's how he got his chip. He got Not his Mash chip in Dallas. Man. That was old. That was after yeah. Mashburn. Huh? Oh, I said Jamal Mashburn. That was way after. Oh him. no, I was gonna say uh Sean Marion. All them dudes. Yeah, they, they yeah, Sean Marion. That's how I was thinking though, because he went to Vincennes after. Right when I left Vincennes, Sean Marion came the next year. I was I was mad about that man. I didn't get to meet Sean Marion. Mm-hmm. He went to, and then after he went to uh, Vincennes, he went to UNLV for that one year, two years, and then from UNLV he went to the league. Yeah, he got drafted by Phoenix. Yeah, and it was him, Stoudemire, and Steve Nash. Seven seconds of offense. Double back back to back MVPs. Good times, man. Good times. So we're gonna wrap this up with with our MVP for the regular for the regular season. Uh huh. MVP of the playoffs, and then whoever gets to the Super Bowl, who's your MVP? So that's three MVPs. So you uh, got we talking about regular season MVP. I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh huh. And then who's your who's your MVP for the playoffs? Playoff MVP. Uh, we talking about QB. I would like to see Josh Allen get it. I don't know if he will. I would like mm-hmm. to see it just because he's earned it. He's had a great season. I think he's gone under the radar a little bit because he's in Buffalo and they're not a big market team per se, even though they're in New York. Um, right. They're kind of slept on because Buffalo ain't been to the playoffs to, to this level since 1995. So they've been under the radar for the longest. But I think Josh Allen earned it this year for the playoffs. Um, if if not him, if Baker can find a way to win this game against Kansas City, then hands down, Playoff MVP goes to Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns. Okay, so you said if you said, if he can beat Kansas City. So you said your first pick for the regular season MVP is Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, no count, no count, no count, no count, no count. Okay, Aaron Rodgers got that hands down. Okay, then your, then your MVP for the playoffs is Baker, right? It'll be Baker if he wins. If he don't win, put down Josh Allen. Josh Allen's my first pick. Baker can win it if he beats Kansas City on, on the divisional round. If he okay. wins. I'm not saying he will. I'm not that crazy. If he does, then he gets it. But if he don't, Josh Allen going to win that. No question. And who's your Super Bowl? Super Bowl? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. It all it really depends who comes out of uh, the AFC. Who you um, it, it really depends on who comes out of AFC because thinking, if Kansas City loses and the Browns find a way to the bowl, I'm not saying they will. This is completely hypothetical. I'm, I promise you it's hypothetical. If they find a way to get to the, the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers is going to be there because I'm almost certain Packers are going all the way. I'm almost certain of that. Right. I feel very confident Aaron Rodgers is going to the Super Bowl. So that's your MVP? For the Super Bowl, uh, yeah, just put me down, Aaron Rodgers. Go, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't, I, I didn't want to give him two of them, but okay. ah, that's tough. Well, that's tough. we agree, sir. Let me, let me that's tell you. That's tough. The MVP for the regular season, I have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay, but my playoff MVP, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh, okay. All right, I guess. The reason why I'm picking Patrick Mahomes is because. That that he's he's hungry for another ring. He's been there. He's tasted it. 
And it's like it's like when you put when you when you give a when you give a dog a bone and they taste it and he tastes it and then you take it out of his mouth and then he's licking his lips and he has that aftertaste. He wants he wants he wants some more. He wants another ring. I and, feel it, but no team in NFL history has done that in recent years. Okay, so here's my pick. At his age, if the Chiefs happen to so-called beat the Ravens. Okay. I still pick the Packers to win the Super Bowl. There we go. There you go. I hear the Super Bowl. I already had it written in. I feel that. My Super Bowl MVP was going to be Devontae Adams because of what? Because they don't really, they don't really give a receiver. They don't. They don't never give a receiver the MVP. They don't. Besides, I think then. Hold on. Was it was it a Heinz Ward or what? What receiver got it after the Super Bowl that one year? It wasn't Heinz Ward, and it wasn't um, Antonio Brown for Pittsburgh. I don't remember a receiver getting the getting the MVP for the Super Bowl. Well, Antonio Brown never been to the Super Bowl because he came he came to Pittsburgh after they won the year after they won. MVP. Oh. AB never been there. He never been to the Super Bowl. MVP. So what? So what receivers has won the MVP? Okay. Uh, what receivers have won the MVP in the Hold Super Bowl? On. I got you. Let me see. Julian Edmond, he won. Oh, uh, okay. Julian Edmond, okay. Yeah, hold on. Let me open it up. In the Super Bowl or the uh, play? No, Super Bowl. Julian Edelman. Who are the wide receivers who won the Super Bowl? Antonio Holmes. I knew it was somebody from uh, from Pittsburgh. Hey, you I, know, you had the Heinz Ward. You had that one right, too. Yeah, Heinz Ward. I thought I knew Heinz Ward won one. There Julian Edelman, Deion Jerry Rice, yep. There you go. But it has it's, it's not a lot though within the last three years. No, no. Nah, nah, uh-uh. But Julian Edelman's yeah. the most recent one though, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that I'm thinking this year, I'm thinking they might, they might switch it up and give it to Devontae Adams. I don't know because well it you know what though? If I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers, just because I might be on my last couple of years and this might be my last Super Bowl, possibly based on the fact that Jordan Love is, is waiting to come up and then I might only have a couple years left. If I win the regular season MVP and we win this in, in hypothetically Green Bay wins Super Bowl, I would give the MVP to Devontae Adams. I would be like, even if it's for me, I'd be like, you know what? I'll give it to Devontae Adams. But you know they're not gonna get a Super Bowl to Devontae Adams just because Aaron Rodgers is having a magnificent season. And on top of that, at the beginning of the year, remember when they drafted the quarterback in the Jordan first Love. round? Yeah, and then they tried to say that Aaron Rodgers was done. Yeah, I think this right here, once they win the Super Bowl, He's um out. I think that no, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're still gonna uh, keep Aaron Rodgers, but I just think that it was just that just fueled Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl, just that right there. I and think so. I agree with the numbers. He's only had, he's only threw under five interceptions this year and over forty touchdowns. That's like an. Incredible. I think it was forty. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think he went forty-eight and five. I think it was forty-eight and five. Let me see. It should have been forty-eight touchdowns, five five picks. I think. Let me buy. Okay, let me go stats. Okay, let me see. Aaron Rodgers has FD. What does FD mean? What does FD mean? FD means receiving first down. Okay. Aaron Rodgers had a total of 400. No, four thousand and two hundred and ninety-nine yards. Yeah, he was forty-eight and five. What up? Yeah, forty-eight and five. Yeah, forty-eight and five. Yeah. 
with 121 passer rating. That's MVP right there. That's why I said it's, it's no question. He got regular season MVP on, on lock. He got that. 50% completions. And then you got Devontae. You got Aaron Jones who went over 1,000. And then you got Devontae Adams who had 1,374 um, and 18 touchdowns. That's crazy. He almost had 20 touchdowns yeah. in a year. Right. It just shows you I couldn't win and save my life on that on that uh fan duel. Uh I now because of COVID, uh there were a few like quite a few weeks where I didn't win much on, on oh, fan duel. My Super Bowl, MVP. I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers, man, because okay. ain't no way, ain't no way that they're gonna give it to uh it all depends though, Patrick. On, because if, if they win, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the clear cut if they go back to the Super Bowl. He's yeah. going to be the clear cut because it's yeah. like, it's just like, I, I didn't think that LeBron deserved it, but at the same time, he willed this team, you know, in the bubble to win. I really thought Anthony Davis, because those last couple of games, plus the game winner he hit in one game in the fourth quarter. I, mean, I think it was game Davis, two. Yeah, Anthony Davis just took control. No, I think game uh they only won, what, six games, right? Yeah, I think it only won six games. Yeah, yeah, so I think it was either game four or game five when Anthony Davis was playing D, and he was like – he had like over ten boards that game, and and then it was like – in the next game he was playing and he was hitting all kind of shots, and it was like – I was like, man, Anthony Davis got to get it. But then in game six when LeBron did what he did, I was like, no, nah, they're not going to give it to him. Well, the thing is, when you have two superstars, uh, generational talents on the same team, they cancel each other out on MVP, especially regular season MVPs, because they they cancel each other out. Okay. Ultimately, they right. they usually cancel each other out. Okay. Well, I'm gonna need you to. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get my show going on. I gotta do my show on Spotify. I appreciate the time, sir. No problem. Uh, Showtime, let them know where they can find you at before we head on out and wrap this thing up. Uh, you can find me. You can YouTube me, Showtime Marnett. Also, if you go to Facebook, it's JRNet. If you go to Instagram, it's Indianapolis Showtime Marnett. You'll find me under that. And um, just subscribe, click the link, and let me know what you think. And I appreciate being no problem. On. It was a pleasure to have you. You can find me at Tasha on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those tune in. GTA Sports Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as GTA Heat Check on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, GTA Sports. And don't forget to check out GTASportsNet.com for all things in the world of sports. Showtime on net. It's been great having you. Look forward to having you soon, all right? Salute. Until next time, we out. Thank you for tuning in to Heat Check 101, hosted by yours truly, Tasha Brought to you by GTA Sports Network. Make sure you follow GTA Sports Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as GTA Heat Check on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, GTA Sports. And don't forget to check out GTASportsNet.com for all things in the world of sports.